live from an attic somewhere in the north, this is The Late Show with Tom Starkey. Hello, hello, hello. So, it's Sunday night. It's me, uh, Tom Starkey. Uh, we're going to be talking about ADHD apps, apps that might be helpful for students and staff who have ADHD, organisation, time management, that type of thing. Okay, so let's have a listen in and let's get started. Uh, right now. Live from an attic somewhere in the north, this is The Late Show with Tom Starkey. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Yeah, do all that. You know, that's really, yeah, you should do. You should do. Come and, come and join in the conversation, guys. We're talking about ADHD apps tonight, uh, apps that might be useful for those with ADHD. That might be students, that might be yourself. Um, the reason I'm doing this tonight uh, is that it's linked to my job, and I like to make things easy for myself. So I often use my own job as research for these shows. You know, brilliant, two for one. Brilliant. Excellent. I can sit back and relax a little bit today because I'm talking about a little something that I do have uh, uh, some familiarity with. If you didn't know, my job uh, is an assistive technology advisor in an HE setting. So what that means is that I have students come to me, uh, students who uh, are disabled or students who believe that they may have certain disabilities that limit them in their academic studies. A lot of these students have ADHD. Uh, so, um, now we're not going to talk about crash generalizations about, uh, people with ADHD, uh, because you know, it's that, it's that old saying, if you've, if you've met one person with ADHD, you've met one person with ADHD. Symptoms aren't always the same. The way that those symptoms manifest aren't always the same. But having said that, I do kind of fall back on a list of uh, technologies that I like to try to recommend to students that have been tried and tested by myself and other people. And so that I can try and make suggestions as to, you know, things like time management, things like organization, things like uh, ensuring you're going to get to where you need to go, ensuring you're going to study what you need to study, and ensuring that you don't spend an inordinate an inordinate amount of time doing other things than the things that you should be doing. Um, so what we're going to look at tonight, we're going to look at a limited range of apps. Uh, as ever, there is a huge amount of stuff out there. So I'm going to keep my recommendations tonight to uh, a fairly limited uh, list, uh, possibly not best of list, because, you know, there may be something out there that people know about, want to actually call in and talk about. Uh, as ever, I'm more than happy to take calls tonight. I say as ever. It's only been happening in the last three three or four times. Uh, I can take calls tonight. If you have any recommendations, uh, you can uh, ring in. Uh, we can have a chat, see what's good, see what's hot, what's not. Also, uh, if you want to follow the chat on social media, uh, you can follow the chat on uh, Twitter at uh, TT Radio 2022. I'm not on social media 
at the moment. I decided to kind of give myself a little bit of a break, but uh, please, yeah, if you think that you've, uh, if you think that you might have an app to share, or you want me to clarify anything, or you want to talk about what it might be like being a teacher or a student. Uh, with ADHD and how those things can affect you on a day-to-day basis. Please do, please do. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I've I've uh, uh, ironically, um, I'm trying to reduce my own kind of split attention. That's why I'm not on the twit, the twit, the Twitter, the tweety Twitter, or the book of face, or the or the uh, the gram of the Insta, and all that kind of palaver. I've I've, I've put it down a little bit because I'm trying to make sure that I'm concentrating on the things in my life that I should be concentrating on. And lo and behold, that's kind of what the show's about. So when it comes to technology, technology and apps and the use of the internet and smartphones, it's a bit of a double-edged sword when it comes to ADHD because technology has some wonderful tools that people can use for organization, for reminders, for trying to ensure that you're getting on doing what you need to do. But it also offers the perfect opportunity for procrastination. A lot of students who come to me, uh, they're talking about, well, how do I not use this? How do I not, how do I turn this off? How do I ensure that I'm spending uh, more time in my day studying than I am, you know, on the internet looking things up that I don't really need spiraling through Wikipedia because I just remembered that I really like the actor in that particular movie. I need, I need to know, I need to know now which other films that actor is in because that is far more important than this essay I've got to write. You know, the actor's awesome, far more important than that essay. Okay. So when we talk about technology, we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful when it comes to ADHD and the use of apps because technology in itself can present itself as a perfect procrastination tool. So how do you get how do you get over that? Well, I haven't really come up with a decent way to be honest at this moment in time, but maybe that's something we'll talk about a little bit later on. So, yeah, technology a double-edged sword can be a help, can be a hindrance. But what it can also do it can also offer uh, people tools that can help with some of the things that ADHD presents, some of the barriers that having ADHD can present in the non-ADHD world. Um, uh, when I talk about disability, I, it's very, it's very, um, it's very important to point point out that um, things aren't necessarily always a barrier. When it comes when it comes to ADHD, many people with ADHD um, can achieve hyper focus uh, uh, on particular tasks, uh, which means that they can show great concentration. It sometimes leads to a, a certain amount of time blindness as well. So uh, sometimes you can you can be uh, looking at something or uh, trying to learn something, and before you know it, uh, three four hours have gone past. But there's advantages and disadvantages. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about those perhaps a little bit later on in the show. As I say, please uh, join in the conversation. You're more than welcome to join me in this very, very soggy attic uh, here in deepest, darkest Leeds. Uh, and we can talk about some of the things that may be of use. Well, okay, speaking of which my own personal practice now this is just me guys uh, you know i can't exactly say that this is kind of research approved 
Um, but when it comes to the things that I do in my everyday job, sorry, I just took me a glasses off there. That's what that huge crack was. Uh, this is the, the disadvantages of using a, a 999 USB microphone. Um, uh, what I tend to do is when I meet somebody who is having struggles uh, that may be linked to their ADHD, we talk about the struggles themselves. We start with the problems, start with the issues rather than starting with the technology. I've mentioned this a couple of times before. I think you start with the technology and basically, and basically just kind of a technology salesperson. You're just chucking apps at somebody. There's a few things that you need to consider. What exactly is the issue? Is it that focus is a difficulty? Is it that time management is a difficulty? Is it that remembering that focus and time management is a difficulty and trying to get to a point where you can do something about it? These things, you know, it's not just about the technology itself. I've talked about this in a previous show. It's about the techniques that you use around the technology. You could find something fantastic, and that would be great. You could find something fantastic, an app that's really good. Hopefully, some of the apps that I mentioned a bit later on tonight are really good. But you also have to try and think and consider about how are you going to, how if you if you are the person with the with ADHD, how are you going to make sure that you use those apps? How are you going to remind yourself? Um, I talk a lot about that with students. Uh, sometimes I talk about ensuring that you place a value of on your time on ensuring that you place a value on the app and trying to trying to kind of trigger trigger those those happy little chemicals when you use it but um when we talk about what i recommend and the kind of tools that i recommend i use broad strokes to start off with i don't kind of just say right this is the app that's going to work for you everybody's different every you know try and keep things personalized yeah you know you don't want to you don't want to kind of be brushing everybody with the same app uh, because it's pointless some people like certain things some people like some people like certain aspects of one app uh, but don't like other aspects it's a buyer's market in assistive technology so there's always alternatives there'll be alternatives to the things that i recommend try and keep that in mind this is not a comprehensive list in any way shape or form uh, the things that i'll try and uh, point out today but you know um uh, yeah, there, there'll be other, if you think to yourself, oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, give it a go. And you think, oh, actually, mm, don't really like that particular feature or so on and so forth. There are alternatives to all the types of technology that I mentioned tonight. Um, that's an added bonus or a, another way that you can kind of go off focus um, because uh, happily in my own job, I can act as like an assistive technology personal assistant to the students who I work with. And I can do the legwork when it comes to research. Uh, you know, a student can kind of place an order. Is there something that does this? And I can go like, I don't know, I'll go find out. And I get some time out of my week just to look up apps that I think might be useful. It's a great job I've got. You know, I, I don't like working. You know, I'm a pretty, I'm a, if I, if I won the lottery, you know, you know, you have those conversations once in a while in the office or the staff room, or if you do still have a staff room, you're lucky beggars. Um, you know, and then people are like, oh, if I won the lottery, uh, what would you do? And people are like, oh, well, I'd still work. I wouldn't. No. <laughs> no. Uh, you would not see me for dust. I wouldn't. I would be out of there. But <laughs> sorry, I'm coming off track myself. Um, but yeah, so when we think about the uh, when we think about the apps, when we think about these things that can be used, 
it's not just these things I mentioned tonight. There's whole swathes of technology that might be of use. I've picked things that are fairly uh, common. Um, I've steered away from the uh, specific technology that has been designed and built purportedly for people with ADHD. The reason being is that I'm not a medical professional. You know, I don't, I can't, I can't kind of like, I can't kind of sum up or think, oh, actually that, that, that's, that's, that'll work. Um, my, my, my cynical history when it comes to technology and business is that I, the claims that anything makes, I'm always kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. You sh show me, show me the research. No, no, no. Show me the research that you haven't written yourself, that kind of thing. So, uh, when it comes to, um, apps that have been specifically designed for people with ADHD, um, I'm going to steer away from them because I wouldn't want to give a recommendation um, and uh, it not being completely correct when it comes to kind of the medical, physiological side of things. Uh, so I've concentrated on uh, my, my, um, my, happy, my happy place, which is uh, things like productivity, organization, timings, uh, alarms. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I, as far as I know, I don't have ADHD, but I do have a fairly chaotic, uh, life in general. Um, and I use uh, a fair few of these things that I'm going to recommend tonight, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't rightly know <laughs> whether, whether you think, oh, well, oh, wow. He uses it. It must be good. Or, oh God, he uses it. Let's not use that. Uh, that I'll leave that choice entirely in your more than capable hands. So a student might come in from, what I do tend to do is I do tend to do certain things quite generally. So when a student says, ah, oh, what do I need? I give them a list. I've got a list of four things, four key things that I usually recommend to students. And it doesn't matter what they look like. It's just what, what they, uh, what I think and what has been the most useful in the past for people with ADHD that I've recommended technology to. Um, so the list is, uh, and it doesn't matter what type of thing it is. Uh, it's a calendar, a to-do list, an alert system, and an info bucket. Now the info bucket, we'll talk a little bit later on, because I think that's quite important, especially when it comes to the academic side of things that I'm involved in. Um, I'm trying to find things that you learn and keep things that you learn uh, somewhere where you can get hold of them which is really, really important, especially if when it comes to organizational skills and academic organization, you may be a bit all over the place. So yeah, those four things, those are the four key kind of products, as it were, that I always say, right, get hold of this. It's like, a, it's a toolkit. It's a, it's a, it's a, a kind of, uh, uh, a box of tricks that I recommend to every student come up with a calendar, a to-do list, an alert system, and an info bucket. And it doesn't matter, you know, and that can all be by preference. There's certain choices that you have to think about. You have to think about, well, do you want all these in one environment and they all link up to each other? Um, I started my job, my current job, thinking that that would probably be the best way. However, um, compartmentalization is also very important in lots of cases with people with ADHD, making sure that they're confident uh, that things are where they're supposed to be and sometimes when they're kept separate from each other. So, you know, uh, I started off saying, oh, well, you can link this to that and you can link this to that. And the actual people with ADHD who I'm speaking to, it was often the case where they say, I don't, I don't want it linked. 
I want to make sure that these things that I use are in this certain place that are away from all the other places that I have other things. So that's something to consider as well. Um, when we talk about info buckets and kind of digital folders and things like that a bit later on, uh, we'll go in a little bit into that. Um, I'm only speaking from personal experience and the interactions that I've had uh, with people uh, uh, with ADHD um, in this particular show. As I said, not much research uh, backing it up. It's basically uh, a large range of anecdotal evidence from those who actually use this stuff. And I think that's important. One of the things that I'm always telling people, one of the things that I'm always trying to remind people when it comes to technology, and when it, especially when it comes to technology for students and staff and people in general who may have a disability, is that it's... Um, it's not necessarily just about the technology, it's about the person. Uh, it's about ensuring that you start with the person and not just oh, the person with ADHD or the person who has uh, mobility issues or whatever it is. It's about the person themselves. And if you start there, then any recommendations that you're gonna make are gonna be uh, uh, pretty good. Uh, well, <laughs> I say, I say pretty good. You know, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but you know, I'm still in the job. So, you know, they're, they're, my, they're probably all right. Like, you know, probably all right. So with that in mind, um, we're going to look at quite a fair few things. So I'm not going to, you, you may breathe a sigh of relief at this point in time, because I'm not going to do the Tom's Tech Tips jingle uh, before or after every single thing I, t I talk tonight. Number one, it's been doing my head in. I don't. <laughs> I made it for as a as an example of what you can do with musical apps a fair few uh, a fair few months ago now for one of my first shows here, and I, I've had enough of it now. I've had enough. It's 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 squeaky and it's annoying. So I try to keep things uh, as unsqueaky and unannoying as possible. That can uh, that can be as successful or unsuccessful dependent on the type of mood I'm in. So we won't have a jingle every time. I'm just going to go down the list. Now, assistive technology advisor for a university that I am, you would expect some very shiny uh, smartphone technological marvel being my first recommendation. Ain't necessarily so, people. Ain't necessarily so. Uh, one of my biggest recommendations for uh, students, mostly, who uh, have ADHD, if they haven't done already, is a good old-fashioned paper planner and to-do list. Something physical, something with weight. Something that when you put it down somewhere, you know that's where you've put it down. A lot of my students are very concerned with loss and ensuring that they don't lose information that they've gathered. Some of them are very, very... Um, suspicious of uh, ways to uh, collate digital information. And if that's the case, I, I, you know, I, there ain't no school like the old school, old fashioned paper planner, you know, that doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be all, all singing, all dancing. There are companies that kind of, that promote um, planners specifically for people with ADHD. Um, and yeah, you know, all power to them. But uh, in my own experience, the experience that I people that I've worked with, um, a very, you know, simple, straightforward, uh, get yourself down to home bargains or Wilco's or wherever it is that you buy your stationery, 
and get yourself a planner. A weekly planner usually is the best way of doing things. Sometimes a daily planner gives you too much scope to fill that planner, uh, you know, like a, a page a day. You know, a page a day? Oh, my goodness me. That's going to be, uh, that's gonna be um, tough. <laughs> that's going to be tough. It's also going to give you scope to fill it with nonsense, perhaps spend a bit too much time filling in these things. So like I say, go back to the technique. If you recommend a paper planner to somebody, you've also got to recommend how they should be using it as well, knowing that person. It's not just about having the tool in front of you. It's about the technique. And I'm going to keep saying that because I think it's probably one of the best things I've ever come up with, which is pretty much saying something about <laughs> the things I've come up with in the past. Yeah. Um, my first recommendation is a, if uh, uh, if uh, you haven't got one already, if you have ADHD, if you want to recommend something to somebody with ADHD, when it comes to planning, time planning, time management, being able to uh, see things that are going to be coming up in regards to um, dates, meetings, important events um, that are not so far away in the distance that they become meaningless, which is sometimes the case. Uh, but yeah, a straight up good old fashioned paper planner, uh, diary type thing, uh, probably not with a massive amount of space to put certain things. Uh, just something where you can mark in what you're going to do for the week coming or what you need to do, which in the case of the students that I work with is which lectures do I have? Um, do I have any meetings with staff? Do I need to ensure that I have done a particular thing by a particular time? And if that's and 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 so on and so forth. I had a conversation with a student of mine and I hope and um, and it was very much it was it was not a sad conversation, but it was very much a realization that, you know, me recommending uh, a planner to uh, somebody in uh, in any kind of other situation that didn't revolve around ADHD, it's not exactly, you know, it's not mind-blowing. It's not, a, it isn't really something that keeps, you know, you just, it's something that's fairly straightforward, something fairly obvious for people who don't have ADHD. And people who don't struggle with organization, do people who don't struggle with being able to perceive time or being able to uh, ensure that they need to be where they need to be. It's fairly mundane, you know, fairly mundane. Uh, but um, it does work. It does work. Uh, along with having a decent planner, uh, a decent paper to-do list, whether those be two different things or whether they be in the same, um, the, the same book, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's also a really good idea to designate or help somebody or tell somebody or tell yourself that you're going to spend a particular amount of time, a particular time on a particular day, filling it in, usually Sunday evening. Because as I said before, there's no point giving somebody something that they're not going to use. So, you know, you've got to try and form a habit, uh, uh, ensure that, that something's going to be useful. And if you do that, what you can do is you can give yourself a slot. Um, and it's not just, and this is, this is, this is the kicker. It's not just, uh, you should fill it in uh, on Sunday evening when you don't have so on, so this thing to do. And it's not just that. Um, sometimes I have to recommend to students how long they should be taking to fill in their kind of weekly plan for the week coming. And that's, um, you know, that's something 
that if you don't if you didn't do this thing every day you wouldn't really kind of consider you know there's always there's always a chance that perhaps the filling in of a of a diary itself becomes something that uh is either a conscious or subconscious procrastination technique it might offer somebody um uh, a way to uh fascinate themselves with plans and so on and so forth so yeah uh number one um old school but you know the reason that it's old school is because it works good old-fashioned paper planner to-do list um have it somewhere where you know it's going to be if you want to keep it with you that's fine when you uh, when you get in to your home always keep it in the same place uh, to help you when it comes to ensuring that that is uh, where it's supposed to be and that yeah it's not very interesting guys you know it's a little bit kind of oh it's a bit it's but these are some of the tried and tested things that work in my experience so yes it's an assistive technology uh, show but one of the assistive technology i sound like those people that say that oh what's that thing uh about technology when people are when they think people are scared of technologies like oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, you know oh well pencils pen, pen the pencil is a technology yeah of course it's a technology it's probably not the same as a smartphone like but yeah but it, you know bless them i'm kind of got this is what i'm going with with the first recommendation tonight so um yeah so uh if um you want to recommend a particular technique if you want to recommend a particular way of trying to get something organized go for the go for the original which is a decent paper planner and a to-do list um you could offer uh i wouldn't i wouldn't say oh well you can like you know you can uh, spruce it up and you can personalize it and so on and so forth nah just 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 use it you know meat and potatoes use a paper planner Give yourself give a designated time in the week that you're going to actually fill it in for the next week. Um, to do list, you can be a little bit more free, you know, because to do lists are usually with <clears throat> is are usually about uh, picking up issues as and when. Uh, so yeah, that's the first one. Paper planner, you know, not not really a groundbreaking, uh, <laughs> not really a groundbreaking recommendation, but has been massively useful to the students who I work with as long as there is a plan on how to use it as well as the actual planner itself always going to be reinforcing that idea when it comes to this particular show okay um i can't believe i've i've, I've spent nigh on half an hour talking about paper planners now um yeah uh, i'm i'm cool i'm cool <laughs> uh, so what we'll do is we will just have the uh news and words from our sponsors and then we'll get to the more shiny button pressing type deals We have teamed up with the Witherslack Group to bring you a fantastic face-to-face meetup in Manchester next month. Tickets are free, with lunch included, and you'll be met with a host of amazing speakers. Sign up for Your Voice now at witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash Your Voice 2022. Hi, I'm Charlie Burley, the Teacher's Health Coach, and I want to talk to you about the first ever health and wellbeing event for educators, Rewriting Wellbeing. 
It's a full day dedicated to improving your health as a teacher through looking at your nutrition, movement, mindset, workload, and well-being in school. You'll hear from our incredible lineup of speakers, including Andrew Cowley, Jen Foster, Kimberly Wilson, Simon Bolger, and many more. There'll be talks, workshops, and time to network with like-minded colleagues. We'll look after you all day with brunch, lunch, and all the refreshments. You'll get to meet our incredible speakers and our amazing team of ambassadors from the education space. It's a non-profit event with all proceeds going to the amazing education charity EdSupport. This isn't one to miss. I look forward to seeing you there on the 22nd of October at Etc Venues St Paul's in London. You can search Rewriting Wellbeing on the Eventbrite website to find out more. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. A London council has waded into the ongoing debate over free school meals by writing to the government calling for the eligibility threshold for secondary school children to be almost tripled. It is currently set at £7,400 but the letter from Southwark Council suggests a rise to £20,000 per year. The letter, quoted in the Evening Standard, calls on the Secretary of State for Education, Kit Malthouse, to act now to avert a calamitous hunger crisis. It urges the government to initiate universal free school meals for primary age pupils, alongside the raise of income threshold for secondary pupils. The letter coincides with calls from Feed the Future, a coalition of campaigning organisations coordinated by the Food Foundation for the government to extend free school meals to all children living in poverty in England. This appeal is also in line with national food strategy recommendations, which were released earlier this year. STV News reports on how teachers, parents and young people from across Scotland are to be asked for their views on plans to reform the country's education system. A consultation has been launched as part of an independent review of qualifications and assessments, which was first announced in 2021. The review is being led by Louise Hayward, Emeritus Professor at Glasgow University, and it will provide advice for ministers to consider in March 2023. It is hoped the consultation will gather opinions on the balance between exams and other forms of assessment, as well as how a wider range of learners' achievements can be recognised. The consultation will close on December the 16th this year. Professor Haywood said that the reviews of qualifications and assessment offers Scotland an opportunity to look to the future, whilst Education Minister Shirley Ann Somerville said the review and consultation process had a clear purpose in improving experiences and outcomes in education. In Northern Ireland, two primary schools have created an animation focusing on children's mental health. The animation is called Our We Thoughts and Feelings and was created by pupils from Elm Grove and Christ the Redeemer Primary Schools. The animation was created through Our Generation, funded by an EU Peace 4 project and led by Action Mental Health. 
The project also received funding from the Executive Office. The project aims to build positive relations and emotional resilience in children and young people. Pupils completed the Better Together programme, learning about friendships, empathy and breathing techniques to help manage feelings. The animation workshops were held in both schools, with children travelling between the east and west side of the city. The objective of the Our Generation project is growing up better together and is currently being delivered on both sides of the border. Its core aim is to build positive relations and emotional resilience in communities impacted by the Troubles. Earlier this month, we reported on the Three Dads Walking as they campaigned to get suicide prevention on the school curriculum in all four home nations. One of the Three Dads, Mike Palmer, who lost his daughter to suicide, has now won a Pride of Britain Special Recognition Award. Mike and the other two dads, Andy Airy and Tim Owen, have secured 127,000 signatures for their online petition, which should now prompt a debate in the House of Commons. The Pride of Britain Awards will be broadcast on ITV on the 27th of October. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk about the power of a like. You know that little thumbs up symbol or the little red heart? In the news, young people are finding a reply to a message with a thumbs up as annoying and are looking to avoid using it. Why? Well, you pour your heart out, take the time to construct, punctuate, even find a gift that matches the mood to get a thumbs up returned faster than the time it takes to read the message. Laughy face emojis are another questionable reply. Are you one of these people? And do you need to consider how you reply to messages or not? Before we get all emoji and all, oh, see what I did there, I would like to share the true power of a like. I don't have that many followers on Twitter. It's always a nice surprise when I take a look to see someone has liked something I've said. However, this week, I had the best like of my life. I was asked to be keynote on the ICT for Education conference in Manchester, and while I was there, I took a selfie with Professor Miles Berry, who is Professor of Computing and Education at the University of Roehampton, and has lots of kudos in the computing world. When I checked on Twitter later that day, I saw that none other than Martin Dugimas, founder and CEO of Moodle, Moodle is an open source virtual learning platform, he had liked my tweet. Martin Dugimas is one of my computing heroes, and he liked my tweet. I do think, actually, he was liking the fact that Miles was tagged into it, but I'm just going to brush over that part. The point I'm making here is liking and reacting is a powerful thing. It may be annoying that you get a heart or a thumbs up or an okay hand back, but you got a reply. Acknowledgement that I have this and thanks for sending. Acknowledgement that I'm busy and will read this later. So yes, sometimes liking a message may be seen as a lazy way out, but is it not better than getting nothing back at all? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the emoji response. In fact, I'll be tweeting about this this week. Please like it or even take the time to reply. As always, tag in at TT Radio 2022. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. If only anybody ever liked my stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, that's. A, I mean, I've never really thought about that. You know, having uh, having uh, something that you send out there be a, it's quite addictive. That's the that's the thing. I mean, it's one of the reasons that I'm off social media at the moment. Um, uh, first and foremost, apparently, according uh, to my much better half, is that I can stop so I can stop arguing with randoms. 
I don't argue with randoms. I pick the people that I argue with like really carefully. Randoms, how dare she? Uh, but yeah, uh, that's 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 Steve. Steve always always comes up with something, some food for thought there. I like that. Yeah, you know, I I I um I I like using emojis to answer things. I, we've got uh, at my work, you can use emojis to answer email. Oof, I tell you. I tell you, it's a minefield, absolute minefield, but but I love it because it means that things are quicker and easier. I like quick and easy, you know. Uh, it's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. People they may people may find it annoying, and they might, you know, they might even email me and say, you know, oh, this is really annoying, and so I just give them another thumbs up. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we had looked at the old school, uh, old fashioned paper planner and to do list to ensure that. There's something physical, something with weight. If you put it down somewhere, you know that's where it's going to be. Uh, that's very important with a lot of the people that I work with who have ADHD. Um, I found it surprising how many, how many people, when it look, comes to recommendations, you know, they start off with it. I don't really like the technological things. It's like that doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. If you don't want to use an app, if you don't think, if you think, if if you struggle with your smartphone being a way to um, uh, a way to procrastinate or uh, something that uh, draws your attention away to the things that you want to be doing yeah don't use it don't use it use a paper use paper and pen nothing nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all however however saying that uh, let's have a look at the more uh, handy dandy technological apps that uh, people with ADHD may find useful um, in my kind of toolbox one of the things that I do recommend is a to-do list now, there is a plethora, an uh, absolute plethora of to-do list apps when it comes to smartphones, when it comes to PC-based uh, technologies. There's oh, ev everything from, you know, everything from uh, specifically built to-do apps to, uh, you know, online sticky notes that you can use for that exact purpose. However, um, after having a look at many many to-do list apps. Um, one of the ones that I, I have found to be most effective for uh, uh, organization uh, when you have ADHD is Remember the Milk. It's quite a, you know, it's quite a well-known one. Uh, Remember the Milk, it's got one of those, those quite cutesy, cutesy titles for what is actually quite a powerful piece of uh, technology. Now, the reason that I tend to recommend remember the milk because what remember the milk has that um that has uh, that not all well some others do there's so many of them uh, but anyway um remember the milk has a really really good chunking feature chunking chunking you know if you if you're in education you've heard of chunking it's breaking things down when it comes to information or when it comes to particular tasks specifically tasks that are going to be difficult tasks that may take a long time that have a lot of different facets uh, that need to be completed for the actual task to be successfully completed as a whole it can be very difficult um, to uh, either get started on that task or uh, to visualize the steps that are needed uh, to uh, to successfully carry out whatever task it is Remember the milk has a nice feature where you can uh, use the to-do list, but then in every point of that to-do list, you can uh, create to-do lists and uh, steps of how to complete that particular task that you're doing. Uh, 
so yeah i, I mean remember the milk it, it suggests shopping um uh, and i've i've uh, i've got my own little shopping app which you can speak into and it, it's like it's like basic 99p but it's really really useful but for uh, people with adhd that chunking uh, that chunking of large tasks into small manageable uh subtasks as it were can be very very important in regards to not being overawed uh, and then if you're overawed you may ignore and so on and so forth so uh, yeah remember the milk is my first kind of technological uh, uh, tech recommendation it's a to-do list but what it has is it's a really really easy interface to create sub lists for the original list many of my students use that facility to be able to break down larger tasks into more manageable subtasks which give them a pathway as to how to complete something that might not be particularly easy and it also uh, can kind of kick off that dopamine thing which is also very important because what it does it allows you to complete small tasks and it gives you that visual representation of our oh, actually i've done that excellent we can give that a nice big tick and a nice big tick means that you can uh, be extremely happy with what you're doing and you can make progress progress in small steps and that's really really important and a lot of our, my students when i've recommended this particular to-do list app um, it's a feature that they really really respond to making sure that a task that uh, may not uh, be the most appealing as it were is uh, at least broken down to the point where it's manageable and that's a yeah so there's plenty of other this oh my goodness me there's so many to-do list apps out there um but uh remember the milk really good because of a very easy interface where you can chunk tasks into smaller subtasks gives you in your visual representation ensuring that you know that you're actually on the right path and so on and so forth but but there's always a but and there's going to be a but uh, it's probably going to be the same it's going to be full of buts full of buts this particular show uh, but um, a student has to have time to be able to uh, ensure that they use this particular app. So when I recommend an app, I, I give a demonstration of how to particularly use that app, uh, what you might give yourself as a reward when you use it, and what you might give yourself as a reward when you complete a particular task. Because, you know, all the chunking in the world will not will not uh, make any difference if you don't put the task in the app in the first place. Um, it's one of the dangers when recommending technology to people with ADHD is that uh, there has to be value in its use. Otherwise, it may just be disregarded straight off the bat. Um, and to be honest, that's not just ADHD. That's just, that's just, you know, everything in general. Unless you see an immediate benefit, then there's always a chance that you're not going to use it. But for my money, remember the milk is beneficial because of the way that it breaks down large tasks into smaller tasks that you can that you can manage, that you can complete. And once you complete them, you can have that sense of satisfaction, maybe get that little dopamine hit to continue uh, to use the app itself and to continue to complete the tasks that you've put into it. So yeah, remember the milk. That's a good one. Uh, uh, I'm not 100% sure if it's available on both iOS and Android. I believe it is. Um, uh, it's one of those freemium, or oh, oh, everything is freemium 
everything is freemium at the at the moment. Uh, it's it's like oh goodness me, you know you need to you need to get get them get them punters in with that little sample so you can hit them with the the full price. But for my money, even the free um, the free version is incredibly useful. So yeah, uh, remember the milk. That's my first recommendation when it comes to to do lists. Uh, next recommendation, and this is this has been um, uh, this has been a little bit controversial when I have recommended it to people because it does a couple of things. And as I said, as I said, compartmentalization is quite um, important in a lot of different cases when it comes to people with ADHD. But but it does uh, two things, and it does it really well. Um, it's called Brain Focus Timer. Brain focus timers, uh, uh, it's um, it's the the first thing that it does is that it's a fairly easy to use Pomodoro timer. Pomodoro timers, um, uh, <laughs> a lot of students who have ADHD that I uh, speak to absolutely sick sick to the back teeth with Pomodoro timers because it's it's very much one of the first things that is recommended. Pomodoro timer splits your time up into twenty five minutes. 25 minutes of activity, 25 minutes of focused activity, and then five minute rest or five and five minute reward, as it were. The interface for brain focus time is really good. It's really easy to use. It doesn't take, uh, there's no learning curve, really. It's a couple of button presses. But the interesting thing about this particular app, and one of the things that um, lots of people who I've talked to who've used it like about it and uh, uh, but there are some people who uh, this is the thing that kind of makes them extremely nervous about it um, is that the Pomodoro timer is also coupled with a website blocker or an app blocker because it's a it's a phone based app. Maybe I should have I should have said that at the beginning, but it is. So when you set your time and when you set off on your twenty five minutes of of activity of focus, it will block. Uh, all other apps if you choose so um, it, or it will block a list of apps if you choose uh, which apps to block when that focus time is continuing so for 25 minutes you can't do anything else and that is quite important in a lot of cases when it comes to trying to achieve focus trying to ensure that that you are not distracted by all the other digital uh, the digital smorgasbord that a smartphone offers you, you know, I mean, we all, I mean, we all do it. Well, I don't, I don't actually, I don't, I, I assumed we all do it because I did it, you know, like uh, if you're in a meeting and you, you just, uh, you, it's nothing about anything to do with you. You might have a look at your phone. You might go on a, I might have a check, a check, check Insta, just have a little, little check of the Insta. And then, you know, Oh, Oh, you know, Rob, Rob's put up a picture of his new, of his new cat. Oh, 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 cats. Oh, let's. Oh, what type of cat is that? And spiral, 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 spiral. Um, this uh, the way that this app overcomes that particular scenario is that it blocks all your it blocks everything else. So for a designated amount of time, it says you, you, whatever you're doing, you're doing that, and now tells and tough. And I quite like that. Sometimes you have to be tough with yourself. Sometimes. When it comes to accountability, which is a very important, a very important issue, a very important area when it comes to ADHD, it's very difficult to be accountable to yourself. Um, actually, whether that is 
uh, people with ADHD or people in, you know, as people in general, you know, it's very difficult to be accountable uh, uh, yourself and be stringent with yourself. Stringent? Yeah, stringent. Yeah, that'll do. Stringent with yourself. So this particular, this particular little app, Brain Focus Timer, it gives you a Pomodoro time and 25 minutes of focused activity and it shuts everything else down. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's badass. I like that. That's, that's, it's kind of mean. I also like that because sometimes you have to be mean with yourself. Sometimes you know that if there is, particularly if there's an activity that you don't actually really want to be doing, you know, you want to be studying uh, a module that you don't really have much of interest in, but you need to get that paper in. You have to be, you have to be kind of, you have to be kind of cruel, but uh, I say cruel, sometimes it's just being realistic. Um, lots and lots of the people who I uh, work with who have ADHD are fully aware of their strengths and weaknesses and uh, are fully aware of, uh, of their own usage and their own and their own um, uh, quirks when it comes to trying to gain focus, trying to ensure that they're doing the thing that they need to do. So this has been quite a popular one. So brain focus timer, Pomodoro timer for a phone. It's coupled with an app blocker. Once you hit the, once you hit the go button, that's what you're going to be doing because you're not going to be on Instagram. You're not going to be on Twitter. You're not going to be on Facebook because it won't let you. Good. <laughs> you <know>, good. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, this is, this is the thing. So if uh, distraction through phone use is a particular issue, this is a really, really, really good app for that particular uh, problem. Um, it's, I believe it's, uh, once again, freemium. There is a, uh, there is a price point. Um, there are, once again, there are free versions of pom Pomodoro timers. Uh, you, you, they keep popping up. Is that, is that, is that, a is that, that sounds like a joke that does. Um, uh, Pomodoro, yeah, pom Pomodoro timers, um, they, they keep, uh, they keep coming up digitally. It always, it's, it's, it's one of those kind of, uh, supposedly proven methods of trying to keep focus. So what they've done with brain focus timer, they've, come up with a Pomodoro timer, but they've kind of given it an extra, a little, a little, a little twist, giving it a little bit of extra heat with that app blocker if you turn it on. Now, the reason that's controversial sometimes is that, um, is, is that some, you know, when it comes to kind of self-management, when it comes to uh, being accountable, uh, sometimes you don't want to be that accountable. You're like, oh, you know, I'm going to get rid of stuff. But having said that, a lot of people that I work with, in fact, a lot of my working day, and I think I've mentioned this before, is finding technology that stops technology. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird kind of thing. But uh, it's one of the things that I love about my job. My job can be very strange sometimes. So I do spend quite a lot of time researching tools that stop you from using the internet. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, distraction-free tools. Things like Forest, things like uh, Stay Focused. But this is a really good one if it's phone-based, Pomodoro timer. And the the Pomodoro timer, the the user interface is really, really nice as well. I like it. I like the color schemes. I like the kind of, um, you know, this big and red and it's kind of like, this is what you do. You know, there's no messing about it. There's no kind of, yeah, well, you kind of should. No, it's like, nah, right. You turn me on, we're going to work. And I think sometimes people need that. So yeah, brain focus timer is a second recommendation. Pomodoro timer uh, uh, on your phone, uh, coupled with an app blocker, uh, to kind of get rid of all that split attention that can rear its ugly head um, in general, but especially uh, when you have ADHD. 
Right then. Okay. The next one's a next one's a little bit out of left field, but you know, why not? It's Sunday evening. There's nobody else here. Uh, I don't think anybody could actually stop me if I, if, even if they wanted to. Um, so the next one is YouTube. Now, not YouTube uh, as you know. Uh, <laughs> like I said before, double-edged sword of the technology for ADHD. Um, YouTube is 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 a horrible, horrible, horrible thing to do to yourself if you're trying to get something done and you have ADHD. Uh, the algorithms will throw things at you that will be infinitely more interesting than the thing that you're doing. Uh, oh, oh, just, you're just, oh, just an absolute procrastination tool. However, I'm not talking about YouTube in general. I'm talking about using it for a particular, a particular reason. I don't have ADHD. <clears throat> um, uh, I speak to people who do uh, quite a lot. But to try and gain an insight into some of the technologies that are useful, to try and gain an insight into some of the mindsets of people, I use YouTube and I uh, I watch videos about uh, ADHD tools that are created with people who have ADHD. It's like I've always said, you know, people say, "Well, how do we how do we know about this tool? How do we know about how people have how people use this tool? Uh, people with disabilities, or um, you know, how do, how do we know what, what you ask them or you listen to them?" And uh, YouTube's a really really good way of doing that. There are lots and lots of uh, very um, uh, generous people who are generous with their time, people with ADHD, generous with their time, making recommendations about technology. I could recommend stuff all day long, but ultimately I don't have the same sort of insight as somebody who does actually have ADHD. So next recommendation is YouTube, because what we have is we have people with ADHD recommending uh, particular tools. We've got ADHD students uh, in HE and colleges and FE and secondary recommending some of the ways that they work because the way that you work is going to be as important as the tool that you use. And that kind of insight is uh, priceless, absolutely priceless. Um, looking at the way uh, somebody uses a particular app to try and ensure that they are doing the thing that they want to do when they have ADHD is, you know, that kind of information sharing is, is invaluable, absolutely invaluable. Um, you know, I'm a assistive technology advisor. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't have the same sort of insights as somebody who has to use certain technologies to ensure that they reach the potential, uh, that they have. And so um, when I recommend a piece of technology, it's often I recommend it and I often share a link um, to YouTube where it has somebody with ADHD using that tool and talking about it themselves. Because, you know, I'm an advisor. I ain't the resident expert when it comes to this kind of thing. The people that have to use these tools are the resident expert when it comes to this kind of thing. And so uh, YouTube, uh, if... If you want to recommend something to somebody or if you identify that somebody might be struggling in a particular way and you think, actually, I don't know, I don't really know what, what the issue is, go and go on to YouTube, you know, just 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 whack into the search bar ADHD or apps for ADHD. You have plenty of people who have ADHD use this stuff firsthand, giving really good advice, not just on the tools themselves, but on how they use the tools for full effect. 
so that's that's um that's a really really i think is a really really uh, good way of trying to trying to help as best as you can uh, and get uh, an insight into the mindset insight into some of the struggles that people have uh, so yeah uh youtube that is, is my uh, next recommendation a strange one considering that we are talking about uh a lot a lot a lot we're talking about tonight is trying to not distract ourselves but used in the right way and you and uh used uh in a very targeted way what it does it offers voices uh, voices of people who uh live the life use these apps firsthand and can give insight into those use so that would be my next recommendation so we're just going to have a, another word from our sponsors again at the uh, top of the hour and then for the last section of tonight's fantastic show yeah i said it i'm allowed um we'll have a look at some of the other recommendations that i have have teamed up with the Witherslack Group to bring you a fantastic face-to-face meetup in Manchester next month. Tickets are free with lunch included and you'll be met with a host of amazing speakers. Sign up for your voice now at witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash your voice 2022. Hi, I'm Charlie Burley, the Teacher's Health Coach, and I want to talk to you about the first ever health and wellbeing event for educators rewriting well-being it's a full day dedicated to improving your health as a teacher through looking at your nutrition movement mindset workload and well-being in school you'll hear from our incredible lineup of speakers including andrew cowley jen foster kimberly wilson simon bolger and many more there'll be talks workshops and time to network with like-minded colleagues we'll look after you all day with brunch lunch and all the refreshments You'll get to meet our incredible speakers and our amazing team of ambassadors from the education space. It's a non-profit event with all proceeds going to the amazing education charity EdSupport. This isn't one to miss. I look forward to seeing you there on the 22nd of October at Etc Venues St Paul's in London. You can search Rewriting Wellbeing on the Eventbrite website to find out more. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Ah, so those are our wonderful sponsors. Thank you very much for uh, sponsoring me to try and stay awake on Sunday evening. Um, So yeah, we're talking about uh, ADHD apps, apps that um, people with ADHD may find useful. Or if you really want to think about recommending these apps to other people, uh, some of the processes that you need to have a think about when it comes to the techniques used around the technology because that's really really important really important so moving straight on oh that was a bit that was a bit loud there wasn't it sorry moving straight on um uh, we've had remember the milk a to-do list with a really good chunking feature we've had brain focus timer which is a pomodoro timer with the evil option of an ad blocker 
uh, we've and I talked about YouTube and using YouTube to try and garner an insight to some of these tools when it comes to the people who really matter in uh, the use of these tools, those that actually have ADHD and use them. Uh, so next, next, what we have is we have something that's a little bit more detailed. Um, schedulers are really important. Having a schedule, uh, ensuring that you can uh, manage your schedule, whether it to do with academic progress, whether it to do with your pastoral uh, life, life in general, you know, really, really important. Now, whether uh, somebody has a scheduler like the first recommendation, the good old fashioned paper planner week by week, uh, sometimes that's not enough. Uh, we have, as I said before, um, everybody is different. And that's, a, that's also the same for people with ADHD. Everybody has different ways of working, has different preferences. Some people need a little bit more help, a little bit more of a breakdown when it comes to the events that happen on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, uh, for something that does offer a little bit more of a detailed breakdown when it comes to what should be going on, there's a really, really nice app called Right. Right, let me get this right because um, uh, why 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 is technology so difficult to say sometimes you know all these apps are like oh you know you got like a, a large l and a lot of anyway routinery routinery is um, an extremely detailed scheduler um uh, much more detailed than the vast majority of kind of daily schedule apps out there with a um minute to minute breakdown when it comes to uh, the day's events, as it were. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Not everybody needs such a focus when it comes to what they should be doing at a particular moment. But some people do, and some people um, use uh, apps that have uh, much more of a greater breakdown, much look at things in much more detail um, as, a, as a way to ensure and be sure uh, of what they're doing like I said not for everybody but you know it has I have recommended it to um, a number of people uh, who've really responded well to having a really really detailed breakdown of what they need to be doing day by day yeah so routinery is a really <clears throat> excuse me is a really good uh, scheduler that is much more detailed minute to minute hour to hour what you should be doing um, uh, day by day that allows you to kind of really, really look at the minutiae of the day's events, uh, really, really look at how much time you need to be spending on a particular thing. And that's not, it's not just like, you know, essays and, and literature and all that kind of stuff. It's about, you know, how much time do you want to spend for your lunch? How much time do you need to spend for this particular thing? Once again, it also, along with that, offers a really, really good alert system. Because you can plan your day to the nth degree, but if something that you use to plan your day doesn't actually remind you that you've made this plan and that you need to start doing this and stop doing that, uh, well, you know, how useful is that going to be? You know, uh, this, you know, a lot of the times, like I said, a lot of the time that when I spend working with people, it's like, oh, yeah, this is all well and good. How am I going to remember to use it? So uh, routinery has a really, as well as being massively detailed on almost a minute to minute basis, has a really good alert feature when you um, input what you want to do during the day. 
you know, it just it says, yeah, uh, phone based. So always have it on you. And it just kind of, it, it, it beeps you. It moves you on. Sometimes, sometimes that's what is needed. And I am, I've spent the last couple of years trying to come up with kind of like a digital personal assistant package that doesn't cost the earth and, uh, uh, and programs like routinery that are detailed and that do shout at you say, Oi, time to move on. Really, really important. Oh, I've just seen a little message on the uh, Podbean live cast uh, from Little Lion. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you very much. And that is a lovely thing to ask um, in, uh, in, this, uh, in this very, very late for me Sunday evening. So thank you very much, Little Lion. I am doing wonderfully well. Thank you. All right. So, uh, so yeah, we have routinery for kind of a very, very detailed breakdown of a, of a person's day, a person's week, and so on and so forth. Um, some people find it slightly overawing looking at things in that detail, but um, some people don't. And uh, uh, when it comes to um, uh, technology that's quite similar, but doesn't look at things in such kind of uh, under the microscope, as it were. Um, there's another really nice visual planner. Uh, something that's visual is often very important, something that can be seen, that can be uh, um, easily digested straight away, rather than having to flick through uh, a ton of notes is often very important. And an app that does that really well is something called O Waves, uh, capital O, capital W, and the rest of it, Aves. Like I said, the names of these things, what can you do? Um, o Waves is a visual day planner, which is it's really, really colorful. It's really colorful. It's very visually appealing. It's based on uh, one circle for a day. But what's really nice about it is that it's very easy. It's a drag and drop interface. So you're not expending massive amounts of effort when it comes to trying to organize your day. Lots of these planners, lots of organizers, lots of the to-do lists are hugely featured, fully featured, but also have, uh, there's also difficulty because they're so fully featured, they, the learning curve for using something is perhaps a little bit too steep. Um, however, when it comes to O-Waves, O-Waves are very immediate, very immediate program. And you can uh, come up with a list of things that you need to do. You drag and drop it. And then once it's in, you can make amendments really easily. Uh, use it if you have it on a phone or if you have it on a tablet. It's basically you just, um, uh, just, just kind of dragging your finger. And it just takes the time. And it's just, it's just a really smooth, almost effortless way of organizing yourself. And that lack of effort is sometimes extremely important because you don't want to have something else uh, that's challenging to use because, uh, you know, it may be hugely beneficial, but if that challenge is more than the benefit that you will get for, from it eventually, then once again, what's the chances that it's going to be used? So O-Waves, when it comes to a visual day planner, something that looks really good, something where you can uh, you can contrast colors to ensure that you can just at a glance figure out what you're doing, when you're doing it, boom, no no worrying, no kind of like, oh, flicking through. You know, I like the paper, paper versions of things as well. 
but sometimes uh, you know you're flicking through pages you think oh god what do i have to do today what's what's the uh, what was that thing that uh, o waves kind of hurdles over those issues and just gives you this lovely days day circle and you can just add chop change you can repeat particular routines as well so you're not always having to uh, amend things you can just kind of copy and paste it for days and then add the specific important dates and tasks that you want to uh, just ease of use and it's not just it's not just for uh, ease of use is something that i've always been concerned about um, and it it can it affects my recommendations if i have a if i have kind of equivalent programs and you know you in one of them you have to press seven buttons to do what you need and in one of them you have to press three i'm always going to lean towards the three you know being easy to use got it's got to be it's got to be one of the main facets especially uh when you have adhd because ease of use means that you see immediate benefit whereas even if the the best app for you if it's clunky to use or if it's long-winded or if the user interface is is um uh, not as smooth as it should be there's just uh, abandonment will come very very quickly and that kind of abandonment when it comes to recommendations that i make it's always going to be an issue it's always going to be a worry um so when i do recommend technology i always look at ease of use i always look at is this smooth is it robust is it going to work every time is it going to be easy if you need to change certain things and so on and so forth it's one of the things that i'm always thinking about uh, it's one of the things that always surprises me when somebody comes up with a fantastic app but the user interface is not there and you just think ah oh, come on come on these people people real people are gonna have to use this thing so make it easy for them and o waves has got that down pat seriously seriously they've they've thought about the user interface they've thought about um the people who will be using it and some of the barriers and issues that they face and they've made it real 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 smooth and that is always of a benefit so o waves really good visual day planner colorful drag and drop interfaces Mwah, chef's kiss definitely one of the good ones there um i believe that there's free to free trial on that one but it is a pay for app uh so you know uh, when 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 you do start looking at this stuff always just just be aware about some of the techniques that people use to try and get you to use these things i i'm old right i'm i'm like like i am i remember the days where you only had to pay once for something and then you had it that's not that ain't necessarily the case nowadays so um but then again back to one of the issues that i was talking about at the end placing value on something is often very important as well but if you are going to think about using these things or recommend these things always have a look at the price um see if it's like a you know month by month rolling contract see if it's a one-off um and go from there uh because so and I'll, and I'll tell you why because if it's a rolling contract it's something else to remember or it's something else that you may forget uh and uh when you have adhd um that's not something that you need to be worrying about but anyway that's my personal bugbear there uh that's my grumpy old man speech uh i remember hang on let me do i'll do me i'll do me old uh old london lag uh accent 
I remember, I remember the days where you could just buy something. You didn't have to enter into an endless contract. Yes. Oh, those were the days. Those were the days. And yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, it's just the, the way of the world that some of these things is going to be rolling contracts. So just be careful. Um, but for my money, um, O-Waves, really, really good way of organizing your day in a really easy fashion. And so we get to the last recommendation of uh, this this evening uh, where I'll let you go, hopefully to get some rest before uh, Monday kicks in again. Although half term for lots of people out there, ooh, got to love that half term. So if you are on half term, well done. If you're not on half term, really sorry. Uh, you know, <laughs> don't be a, you know, um, your time will come soon. So the last, um, the last recommendation, and I've mentioned it before in previous shows, it's not just about time management or reminders or trying to sort your day out. Um, when it comes to uh, things such as the act of writing, I work in HE. So, you know, the documentation that you have to create being a student can be hugely complicated, can be large. I mean, if you're talking a dissertation, those damn things go on forever. Um, so trying to find a way of writing, trying to find a way that you can explore the ideas that you want to put across in a fashion that's uh, useful. Uh, you know, it's, 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 um, it's an essential. It's, it's one of the things that is really, and sometimes uh, a traditional kind of word processing app doesn't really cut it, you know, uh, especially when file systems or digital organization is not the, uh, is not one of the high thing, high up things on your skill set, as it were. So one of the things that I've newly been recommended to be honest it's not one of the things that i've recommended um throughout my career so far but it's one of the things that uh that the response has been really good um from students with adhd who i work with it's something called ginkgo app uh ginkgo app is a um it's a writing app but it's a scrollable column writing app i talked a little bit about um easy breakdown and chunking earlier on when it came to things like uh, remember the milk has a really good chunking feature ginkgo app uh, by its very nature is extremely good for taking large ideas and having those large ideas have different sections make it smaller make it more manageable um it's it's a bit difficult to visualize when i'm just explaining it i wonder i'm i'm thinking maybe one of these days i should have like a like a live a live session where i just demonstrate some of this stuff rather than uh, rather than uh, uh, just talk about it because it'd be really good to kind of kind of let you have a look into well not let you have a look into onto my desktop because my desktop is 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 horrifically disorganized but um let you let you have a look at some of these apps uh, firsthand because ginkgo app is a it's based on columns it's a columns writing system uh, you have a series of columns that are scrollable up and down, and you can create subsections to sections of writing. Now, if you're writing something like a dissertation, if you're writing an essay, um, and if you struggle with uh, viewing large ideas, or if you struggle with uh, reams and reams of text, or if you struggle with being able to see an endpoint of something, being able to 
show yourself that you're actually getting stuff done. Ginkgo app's really good because you can take a large idea like an essay title, then you can kind of come up with kind of chapters or ideas that you want to include. In those chapters ideas, you move to the next column up and down and you think, okay, I'm going to put this here. I'm going to put this idea here. I'm going to talk a little bit about this reference that I found. Um, uh, and then you can take those things, make it smaller. You can take those smaller things, make it smaller again, giving you a kind of a breadcrumb trail to these large cakes of writing that are very prevalent when it comes to um, higher education in my particular case. Um, it's really, really, really good. It uh, allows you to be able to swap things around. You know, you can move ideas from different columns. You can move uh, ideas to different places really, really easily. And um, yeah, chunking purposes, ensuring that things are uh, are necessarily small so you can um, you can view your progress. It's a fantastic little app. It is a paid for app, but uh, unless I'm mistaken and they're not running it anymore, they have this this really nice, I don't know how the business model works because it's lovely, where you can pay what you want for this particular app. Um, and that's, that's very charitable for something that may well be extremely useful for many people, but definitely for people with ADHD. Going back to the YouTube thing, this is how I found out about it. I was um, I was watching a video about uh, an academic um, who has ADHD, and he uses Ginkgo App as his primary writing tool. He, you know, he doesn't he doesn't touch Google Docs. He doesn't touch Word. He uses this as his primary writing tool because it allows him to take large ideas, break them down into smaller ideas. Uh, it allows him to. Uh, show progress and show himself progress and uh, yeah and so um that's really 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 important so um uh, getting into the last 10 minutes of our uh, of our uh, sunday night session here ladies and gentlemen lads and lasses animals vegetables and minerals um let's have a little bit of a summation and then i'll talk about that info bucket thing that i was on about so, uh, technology is a double-edged sword for ADHD. It can provide fantastic tools. It can also provide uh, massive distraction. It's about making sure that the processes that you're using around the technology are good and allow you to do the work that the technology is there for. Um, in my own recommendations, in my own job, I recommend four things, a calendar, a to-do list, an alert system, and an info bucket. Uh, good old-fashioned planners, paper to-do lists, nothing wrong with them whatsoever you work you whatever works works and no two people with adhd are the same um some people need that physicality when it comes to something they're using to plan their lives um because well for a start you know if you put it down it's going to be there um and that sometimes when it comes to the abstract digitization of information there is a worry that uh, you know where is it what is it where is, oh forget it so yeah, good old fashioned paper planner, always, always a good one, always a benefit. Doesn't have to cost the world, but available in all good stationary shops. Um, a to-do list that's really good uh, digitally is Remember the Milk. It's got a really good chunking feature. It can break down your tasks really easily in as much detail as you see, see fit. Brain Focus Timer is a Pomodoro-based timer. Uh, for your phone, but it's also coupled with an app blocker. So once you press that, once you press that button, that's what you're doing. You're going to be doing whatever it is because you ain't going to be able to go on on Twitter or the gram of Insta, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Routinery 
for those who need a little bit more detail when it comes to scheduling their lives. Uh, it has a minute-to-minute -minute breakdown. And um, for students that really, really uh, struggle with personal organization and may need a little, something a little bit more hardcore in regards to planning, um, it's really good for that kind of thing. Uh, I mentioned YouTube for trying to garner an insight into how some of these tools are used by people with ADHD rather than just listen to me yabber on. I think it's really important to ensure that the voice is a the voice of those who actually do use these tools and do have ADHD are important. Um, oh, I've got Nicole Candy on the chat saying, hey, hey, Nicole, hope you're doing okay. Um, we've got O-Waves, which is a visual daily planner, lovely looking, really good drag and drop interface, no problems whatsoever with that one. And Ginkgo app, which is a column-based writing app that is extremely good for chunking info. Now, uh, spe speaking of my own organizational or speaking of organizational issues, not that I have ADHD, but I certainly got the issues. Um, I forgot that I had a show the other, <laughs> the other week. So I just thought I'd apologize to everybody at, <laughs> at Teacher Talk Radio for just completely forgetting that I was supposed to be on. And I hope I didn't cause people too much of an issue. Um, in all honesty, there's a lot of people out there that probably think it's a benefit that I wasn't on. Um, hopefully, if there was a replacement, uh, apologies to them, uh, because it's a really, really hard working team. Lots of fantastic educators talking about some like really, really important subjects. So, yeah, all apologies to everybody on the team there. Um, hopefully, it won't happen again. I should be using some of these apps. Uh, myself with a little bit more regularity, I guess. But uh, info bucket. Um, one of the issues when it comes to digital information is that it's, it's an abstract thing. And also, if you are in HE, for instance, you'll be uh, grabbing information from any old where, and you might need that information like three years down the road when you're writing your dissertation and you have an idea and you think, oh, well, that was a good idea when I, the second week of university, oh, where's that gone? I've got no idea. Having something that allows you to capture information in um, a really easy form is really important. Um, I'm not going to talk about kind of organization of file systems and so on, because uh, that would be massively hypocritical. If you, like I said, if you have a look at my desktop, it's an absolute fever dream of a nightmare. But um, when it comes to actually that first stage of dragging and dropping something uh, to ensure that you have it, um, uh, an info bucket, as it were. There's lots of ways that you can ensure that you have that information and then kind of sort it out afterwards. One of the things that I've been using in my own research recently is using OneNote, the digital notebook from Microsoft, and then um, using a browser extension, a web clipper. So when I'm a, so when I'm kind of like uh, you know searching the internet for fantastic new tools to recommend to both students and the people out there listening at the moment. I um, ensure that if I find something that's even remotely interesting, what I can do is I can press a button on my browser and it will save it into a notebook for me. Like, a, And I've, I've called the notebook my research notebook, strangely enough, because it's research. Um, having an easy way of grabbing information and being confident that you have that information is incredibly important um, in regards to ADHD because you know uh, uncertainty about where things are the loss of information and so on and so forth it can be very massively anxiety inducing in what can already be quite a difficult uh, uh quite a difficult time 
Um, oh, uh, uh, Candy's asked what was the show about today. The show is about ADHD apps, uh, apps for students, staff, and then just about anybody who has ADHD that might, uh, technology that might help. Um, so, yeah, so uh, having an info bucket is really, really important, somewhere that's easy to grab information that you might need. And uh, OneNote, Evernote does the same thing, really, really good. Uh, Google Keep um, is absolutely fantastic when it comes to online digital information and just being uh, one button away from locking it down. And that's really important. Like I said, user interface, hugely important, make things easy. Um, the difficult bit, of course, is when you have that information, how do you organize it? What do you do? You know, where do you, where do you go from there? But I think that's probably for a whole nother different show. Um, uh, maybe, hopefully, we have a guest who um, uh, guests who uh, have ADHD themselves and can offer an insight, much like the YouTube suggestion that I gave a bit earlier. But that would mean that I'd have to organise. And as I said at the top of the show, uh, that perhaps is not my particular forte. So um, uh, we're going to close it down there. It's a Sunday evening. You all need to get some good old rest, whether it be the start of the half term or whether it be another week uh, educating in that honorable profession of trying to educate folk uh, whether they want it or not um, so we've been talking about apps that may help uh, uh, with people with ADHD uh, we've kind of uh, this hasn't been planned but we've kind of focused on organization timing and productivity well, not really productivity but organization there's all sorts of other things out there. Um, I failed to mention things like uh, uh, med checkers um, to ensure that you're taking, if you if you medicate, sure that you're taking things at the right time and the right place and so on and so forth. Um, but I think uh, we've covered enough and I don't want to overawe people with a whole bunch of things. So you can't actually, you know, can't actually go away, digest them. Have a play of this stuff. You know, this stuff, for some, a lot of this stuff is free to use. Um, have a look because it is not just uh, people with ADHD uh, that may find this stuff useful. I've, I've, I use a couple of these apps in my own, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in my own working life to help get myself sorted uh, when it comes to organization. But anyway, uh, if you're out there listening live, thank you very much for thank you very much for allowing me into your ear holes, as it were. And I'm going to make sure I check with our producers exactly when it is that I'm next on. Uh, so I won't be uh, able for that one. But anyway, uh, thank you very much, ladies and gents. Um, it's been always, it's always a pleasure, you know, always a pleasure, never a chore. Um, well, I don't know, mate, to be honest, you know, sometimes it is a chore. Sometimes I'm not, you know, come on, I'm not going to, Sunday night, I've, I've, I've had to drink two, two and a half pints of coffee just to crack on with this one. But, but uh, I'm honoured. I'm absolutely honoured that you might be listening. If you are listening to the download at a late date, that's also great. Hello. Hello, you lot. Hello, you. <laughs> hello, hello, you slackers. Come on, listen to the live show. I'm doing it live. Well, you know. I say live, kind of like half live, half dead. It's it's, it's been a, it's been a long day, uh, but um, I'm just going to press the button for our close and have a very good evening wherever you are. 
You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio. Live from an...